Hello and welcome to Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Lieutenant Van Dyle of the Cape Town Police. I was just going to call you, Lieutenant. Is something the matter? You sound very strange. Probably from nursing a lump on my head that had put the star of Cape Town to shame. I don't understand. You found the diamond? No. To put it politely, somebody slugged me here in my room a while ago. Why? To keep me from sailing on the Southern Empress. She just shoved off, and I've got a strong hunch that diamond is aboard. That bears out what we've learned from Julio Biak. Did he confess to false murder? No, but we're fairly certain he's involved. However, he swears he does not have the diamond. Either he passed it to somebody aboard the Southern Empress, or he was chasing whoever's got it. Lieutenant, I've got to get on that ship. You say it is now on the way? And out of the harbor. You wouldn't happen to have a stray helicopter around, would you? I can make arrangements for one with the military. Can you be at the airfield in 15 minutes? Make it 10. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey in the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location Cape Town, South Africa. To the Home Office, Tri-Eastern Indemnity Associates. Assignment, the star of Cape Town Matter. Expense account continued. Item 8, cab fare to the airfield where the helicopter was waiting for me. I don't know which was throbbing the most, the helicopter engine or my head. On the way out to sea, I had time to try to put the pieces together. But as usual, they didn't fit. A playboy named Andrew Forbes inherits a diamond called the Star of Cape Town worth 150 Gs. The insurance company gets fidgety at the way Forbes is flashing the stone around. So they send me to Cape Town to talk some sense to him. But now Forbes is dead and the diamond is missing. And the fact that his probable killer was picked up aboard the Southern Empress before it shoved off convinces me the stone is somewhere on that ship. But I've got no proof, even though I'm breaking my neck to get there at the moment. We picked up the Southern Empress about 20 miles out at sea, and the helicopter pilot set me down on deck at the stern. A crowd of passengers had gathered, but I didn't see Forbes' sister Agatha, nor Helen, the girl who'd spent so much time with him the night he was killed. I got me a room, then headed for Agatha Forbes' stateroom. As I stood at the door, I caught a whiff of Forbes' favorite perfume, forever, the kind Sheila had worn. Yes, what? Wow. It's Helen, isn't it? I don't think we've met, Mr. Dollar, Johnny Dollar. No, no, we haven't met officially, but we were both at Forbes' party the other night. You wish to speak with Miss Forbes? And you too, Helen. Who is it, Helen? Uh, Mr. Dollar, I'll be in my stateroom if you want me, Miss Forbes. Well, Very well, my dear. Oh, uh, just a minute, Helen, I... Hmm. Well, Mr. Dollar, I must say you are a persistent person. On my job, I have to be, Miss Forbes. Well, as long as you're here, you might as well sit down. Thanks. I still would rather not talk about what's happened. I can certainly understand that. But if I can throw any light on it, which I doubt very much, then I suppose it's my duty to. One thing I must ask, however... What is it? That there be as little additional publicity as possible. Forbes' name has been dragged through the dirt enough as it is. I'll do my best. 
Very well. What is it you want to know? Well, several things. First, do you think your brother could have been killed for a motive other than the diamond? Why, I hadn't thought of that. After all, you must admit that a diamond like the Star of Cape Town would be motive enough to the kind of people my brother thought it amusing to consort with. Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm trying to cover all the possibilities. How about your brother's friend Sheila, for instance? I prefer not to discuss her. But do you think she could have done it? I don't know. I'm afraid I wouldn't put anything past her. All right, another thing, Miss Forbes. I was pretty surprised to find Helen here in your stateroom when I knocked. Why? I didn't know you knew her. I have engaged Helen as my traveling companion. Oh. Kind of sudden, wasn't it? As a matter of fact, it was. My brother told me about her. For one of the few times in his life, he was right about someone. She's a thoroughly nice person. So you hired her? I think I told you before how exhausted I am by all this. I needed someone to make arrangements for me. The last moment, she decided to make the trip, and I was delighted. Uh-huh. She made up her mind at the last moment, huh? May I ask why all these questions about her? Well, right now, she's pretty high on my list of possible... That's impossible. As far as we know, she was the last person to see your brother alive. And I refuse to believe she could possibly be involved. I hope she isn't. But I've got to run down every lead I can get. If I don't recover the star of Cape Town, the company I represent is on the hook for $150,000. I have not filed a claim as yet, Mr. Dollar. Nor do I propose to until we reach New York. I shall give you every opportunity to recover the diamond. I appreciate that, Miss Forbes. But I'm afraid it still doesn't leave me much time. I went back to my stateroom. The door was open. But I was sure I'd closed it when I left. Inside was the same lingering smell of the same lingering perfume. Forbes' favorite forever. Sheila wore it. But as far as I knew, she was still in Cape Town. Then I remembered her saying that Forbes had given Helen a bottle of it. I also remembered smelling it in my Cape Town hotel room just before I got slugged. I thought then it was a carryover from Sheila's earlier visit. Now I wasn't sure. I started back out of my stateroom just in time to collide with somebody in the passageway. Oh, sorry. Say, partner, you sure took the wind out of my sails. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know anyone was out here. Oh, I just passing by, partner. Stacy's the name. Ben Stacy. What's yours? Uh, dollar. On the level? Yeah, cross my heart. Well, when I tell people I bumped into a guy named Dollar aboard a boat, I'll mean it, huh? <laughs> See you around, partner. So he could have been just passing by, like he said. But if so, he moved awfully quietly for a guy his size. I locked my door and headed for the bar. Expense account item 9150, a double martini, which occupied me just long enough to get a couple of things nailed down in my mind. Namely, open stateroom doors and the smell of perfume. Ah, it had to be Helen. No two ways about it. At this point in my brilliant chain of deductions, I made a big mistake. I looked down toward the other end of the bar. And the person I saw sitting there made me realize in one big hurry that my train of thought had just gotten itself derailed. Hello, Sheila. Hi, Johnny. I thought you were back in Cape Town. Why should I be? What's to stay for now? Good question. But you didn't tell me you were leaving. You didn't ask me. Sit down. You must have decided in a hurry. That's the only way I ever decide anything. Oh? Well, you picked an interesting boat to sail on. I suppose you know Helen's aboard. Small boat, isn't it? Oh, look, Sheila, suppose we drop the flip chatter, huh? Okay, Johnny. What do you want me to tell you? That I hate Helen for taking Andy Forbes away from me? Okay. I do. 
It's happened before. But Andy always came back. What hurts this time is that he was killed before he had a chance to. Sheila... Don't worry. I'll keep out of her way. I won't make any trouble. And, Johnny, do me a favor. What is it? Let's just forget I'm on board. I'd kind of like a decent chance to forget a few things, if I can. Okay. Uh, just one thing, Sheila. Yeah. Were you in my room a few minutes ago? No. On the level? Sure, why? Let's skip it. See you later. Okay. I hope you find your diamond. Thanks. I hope you find whatever you're looking for. You know what it is? No. I got news for you. Neither do I. Well, one thing was clear anyway. If Sheila hadn't been in my stateroom, then the perfume I'd smelled must have belonged to Helen. She seemed to be getting higher on my list all the time. I had to have a talk with her, but by the looks of things, that wasn't going to be easy. She was doing a pretty good job of avoiding me. About half an hour later, though, I spotted her topside in a deck chair with Agatha Forbes. Next to them was my old buddy from the wide open spaces. Why, some of the things we got out west, you just wouldn't believe. I am certain we wouldn't. I've never been there, but I... Oh. Hi, everybody. Well, sir, if it isn't Mr. Dollar herself. Now, I ask you ladies, if that isn't just about the most colorful name a fellow can have. Good afternoon, yes, Mr. Dollar. Hope you're a little more rested, Miss Forbes. Thank you, I am. And Helen, I'm glad Ms. to see you. Miss Forbes, I wonder if you'd excuse me. Why, certainly, my dear. I'm afraid I have a headache. Why don't you go lie down for a while? Thanks, I think I will. Well, now, this kind of a chilly reception, partner. Looks like a little lady doesn't like you much. Oh, well, you can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm sure Helen's simply tired, Mr. Dollar. Mr. Stacy here tells me he was quite a good friend of my brother's. Oh? Why, sure, partner. Andy Forbes and I was the best of buddies. Well, I didn't see you at his party the other night. Well, he asked me, of course, but I just couldn't make it. I tell you, though, dogged if I wouldn't have been there if I'd have known it was going to be old Andy's last party. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. That's all right. Um... How long had you known Forbes, Mr. Stacy? Years, Dollar, years. Old Andy and me was always bumping into each other in the darndest places. Cairo, Paris, Copenhagen. I tell you, it was always a barrel of laughs when we got together. I'll bet. Why, I'll never forget one night in little old Daycar. We, say, we're going to be in Daycar in a couple of days, aren't we? I believe so. Oh, yeah. I suppose everybody will be going ashore for You bet. Well, you don't want to miss Daycar. Why, I can show you some places you just wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't we get up a little party Mr. and... Mr. Stacy, it sounds very pleasant, but I'm afraid you'll have to excuse me. I'm not quite in the mood for sightseeing. Oh, I understand. Sure enough, Miss Forbes. A dollar, how about you? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, anybody care to join me for a walk around the deck? No, thanks. I gotta keep up my appetite, you know. See you later. But don't you forget about the car. It'll be a ball. Yeah, it'll be a barrel of fun. Miss Forbes. Yes? Did your brother ever mention this character, Stacy, to you? No. Of course, Andrew had many strange friends that he didn't mention to me. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> back to my stateroom. This time the door was closed and there was no odor of perfume. 
But when I went in, I saw that I'd had a visitor again, and this time he or she had been much more thorough. The room was torn apart from one end to the other. I sat down, tired and beat. I, I thought of that building tile somebody tried to drop on me in Cape Town and the bang on the head I'd collected in my hotel room. I knew that whoever I was after was also after me. And now it looked like a third party was involved. Whoever had torn up my room must have figured I might have the diamond. Sheila, Helen, Stacy, it could be any of them. Or even worse, it could be somebody I didn't even know about. But one thing was sure, I was no closer to that king-sized diamond. Pretty soon we'd be getting to Dakar. And once everybody had the chance to get ashore, my chances of getting the diamond back were practically zero. I had a strong and sickening hunch that the car could be the end of the trail for me, and I didn't like it. Now, here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, my one good lead jumps ship the hard way. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by Robert Reif. It is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station, for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Roy Rowan speaking. Uh-huh.